0: Paint the fucking world. Paint
1: the fucking world. Paint 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 the fucking world. Welcome to Paint the Fucking World, a podcast for artists, by artists. My name is Visual Salt and I'm joined by co-host marco mendoza aka nolan and we are here with sean donahue how we doing today sean what up yo doing what great no i love it uh uh-huh. now Sean, uh, i've been following you for a while on tiktok and i absolutely fucking love your work you do some amazing amazing stuff oh, thanks. uh Thank your graffiti you. stuff is, is out of control i absolutely love it but we're gonna jump right in here and start asking some questions uh i'm gonna start with the the basic question everybody gets asked um you know most artists when they're asked they say they've been creating since childhood but when would you say you really started taking your artwork seriously uh honestly since jump um
2: my mom my mom tells me i started around three like really like starting to notice shapes and being able to replicate them and and stuff on paper um she works up on a on a Hill Air Force base uh, okay. here in Utah. And she used to bring me home pictures of F-16s and stuff all the time, different planes. Oh, nice. And I would draw I would flip them over and draw all over the back and just draw airplane, 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 airplane until I could okay. like figure it out. Um,
1: so I've just kind of always prided
2: myself in in taking it seriously and like really trying to like be The type of artist that can make something like like this, or or make something like super realistic looking, Um, and that's what I really focused on. uh, Once I got started, was was learning realism, and then I kind of went off from there. So my cartooning isn't that great, but uh, realism is more my speed. But I'm getting kind of off topic here. (laughs)
1: No, 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 no. It's actually, that actually kind of flows into my, my next, my next uh, question is how has your art evolved and changed over time? So that that's a perfect question or leeway into that. Uh, you know, I'd say
2: it started out pretty rough. Um, I was always interested in drawing people, cars and airplanes (laughs) for a minute. Sorry, my headphones are falling out. Um, In my, I'd say, like, junior high was when it started, like, really, like, I started getting introduced to, like, professional tools and and things like that. We had an amazing art department at my junior high school. We had pottery. We had jewelry making. We had every kind of drawing, drafting, painting, whatever you could imagine. It was was fantastic. Um, So I really started, like, that's when I got introduced to Prismacolor colored pencils. So I was about 13. Um, And that's when I really started focusing on, trying to use those to make realistic looking drawings and you know, obviously my first ones were not that great. Um, they're pretty, they're rushed. Like I used to try to finish everything really quickly, but still make it look real. Cause I hate, like I I have ADHD, like I can't like, it's hard for me to work on these pieces that I've been doing lately that have been taking me, you know, 80 plus hours. Cause I get bored. I get bored super quick and I want to do something else. Um, Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I stuck with realism through junior high and high school. I, I didn't really branch off a lot. Um, I would goof around and do like some graffiti here and there. Um, I don't know if you can see that piece up there very well, but that's that's from uh, like 11th grade. Okay. So 1990, 1998.
1: Uh, yeah. 1998. And so. So you and I are about the same uh, age then. Yeah, I'm, you're a little bit. I think I'm, you're a little bit older than me. I I started high school in 98, 99. So we're about the same. We're about the same. Yeah, age. I graduated ninety nine. So we,
2: you would have been a sophomore. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that one, like that's kind of way off from what I was doing at the time. Sure. And this was right after. A, this was right after a uh, a trip to Denver to visit the Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design for a week. Um, and I had some pretty cool experiences while I was there. And that, that's where that came from. So uh, nice. I, I started I, the people I was hanging with there, like, I mean, they were all into the same kind of street art that I was into, but I wasn't really that good at it. And I was picking up a lot of stuff from them. Uh, and kind of putting it into that. And then that's about the same time I started really like focusing on graffiti and stuff. And then sure. um, I took like 10 years off really between I mean, I it's, I wasn't off completely but uh like between 2011 and and just this last august uh i mostly just studied art i would do a few things here and there mostly realism pieces uh-huh. um but uh i just kind of studied it and played around with a few different things posted a couple things on instagram never really got anywhere with it and then uh this last August when I got on TikTok, man, I just like took off like crazy and now I'm
1: like drawing sure. everything. So yeah it's crazy. I, yeah. yeah TikTok, man. TikTok has been uh um quite the app to facilitate that creativeness within artists. I know like when it's I amazing. started uh TikTok in July of twenty twenty, I hadn't I hadn't done any artwork in two years because uh I like myself um or like yourself, you know, I'm a full-time parent, and it's tough to actually do art when you're a full-time parent. So, Especially with um, little, little, little
2: ones, because yeah, they're going to be tough.
1: in everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so. I got a question real quick, because you just mentioned something that uh, I was really interested in seeing all your videos, man. So uh, I see, like, your word art, your graffiti on your, on your videos. Have you ever actually like thrown up anything up like on a wall? And if you have, is there any crazy stories you got of like that actually happening?
2: So I've only done it in in a legal way ever. So I would I'd be like hired to paint a graffiti mural. Okay. Uh, I did a tattoo shop. I did. Um, nice. I did a wall on my friend's um, studio where he he paints custom Harleys and stuff. Um, That's dope. But that was a long time ago, and it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. I, I, now think, we're I don't even know if. it. Well, we're
3: critics, man. <laughs> yeah, and no, actually, it was. It, it
2: was, was. It was super, like, like just basic graffiti. Like there wasn't any style or flair to it at all. And I never finished it, so that's probably a lot of the reason why. But
1: um, I also did my friend's
2: basement uh, in his pool table room. Uh, we painted. We painted all the walls to look like bricks, and then I graffiti over them with my airbrush and spray paint
1: yeah it was awesome those were sick those were sick
2: that was hard to paint over
1: yeah yeah because you know like most of what we see on your your tiktok is your lettering and that graffiti style stuff but you know i i I have noticed kind of hidden gems in there of your hyper realistic work uh which is fucking phenomenal thank you and I know that it takes a long time to do. So, you know, people on TikTok have very short attention spans. So seeing you do something that takes 80 hours and posting little clips and snippets here and there is not going to keep the, the fan base, uh, you know, at, at, at as engaged. Wanting more. Yeah. So right. um, I, 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 I do know that you do more of that stuff. And I, and I like you're phenomenal. At it. You're way better at lettering than I could ever dream about being. So I, I oh, applaud thanks. you for that. Thank you. So, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and go into the next question I have. Now, I have seen you do some digital work. Yeah, um, And you do traditional painting. And then, of course, you work with your colored pencils. Do you have a favorite medium that you like to work in?
2: Uh, not really. There's, I find such, like, pleasure in all of it. Right. Yeah. Like, just, you know, being like, it's the challenge of using that medium to to present what I am seeing in my mind, the way I see it, like the, like the, the basketball player. I've never oh, done yeah. anything like that with Prismacolors. Like, that's the, re- that's the most realistic Prismacolor drawing I've ever done in my life. And I've wanted to do it for a long time, but I didn't think I could. Um, Phenomenal. I just was like, I was yeah. afraid of failing to myself and so i was like you know what screw it i did that michael jackson portrait i had just done my wife and i did a posthumous portrait for a, a dear family friend who passed away um all like between july or june and august um and then aug or september hit and i was like i'm gonna just i'm gonna do the basketball player like it's time let's fucking let's go like let's just see if i can do this i've had these Prisma colors for like 10 years Half of them haven't even been used yet. Like, let's fucking do this. So.
1: Yeah. I, I applaud you for working with, uh, with the colored Prismacolor colored pencils. I cannot do it for some reason. I, I don't know what it is. It's (laughs) blocking my head that I'm like, uh, I can't, the, the way you're able to, to blend and and do that hyper realism is, is really phenomenal. And I'm just like, wow, that's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and you know what's funny about it too is like I I don't even really know what I'm doing. Like I'm just trying things. Like I don't
2: have like I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's not like there's a there's an instruction manual. I'm just winging it. And then people yeah. are like, dude, how do you, well, do
3: you relate to that. I I relate and to that so hard. Like,
2: Asking me to teach them how to do it and I'm like I don't really know how to teach you <laughs> how to do it cuz I'm
3: Same.
0: I'm
2: still teaching myself how to do it. Like <laughs> yeah. but I want to teach people. Like that was my goal. That was what I wanted to do. To get, a, you know, once I got a thousand followers, was to like teach. And you, I don't know if you guys saw any of my early lives, but that's what it was. It was me drawing and explaining exactly what I was doing. But then it just evolved into, you know, I got a bunch of friends now that hang out with me and we bullshit the whole time. So I don't really do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think
3: that's essentially like how TikTok evolves. Because the same thing, man, is like I first started. When I was doing lives, I wanted to do, like, uh, uh, showing off some, like, paintings and stuff. And then it just got to where we were all just hanging out and just BSing and started, like, dual living with each other and all that. And the guest thing came in, so then we started, like, either being guests or inviting guests over. And so, like, the whole instructional portion of that live slowly dissipated, um, if I even pronounce that word correctly, and it just became, like, a huge hangout, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It, it, there's a there's this amazing community within the TikTok, uh, you know, app that for artists that we've all just kind of, you know, came together and support each other and teach each other and do what you know do what we can to uplift each other, which I think is really really amazing. And, and inspire each other too. I don't know if you said absolutely. That. Uh, like right. I said, when I, when I joined TikTok, it'd been two years since I'd even done anything like you couldn't even walk through my garage, which is now my studio. Like I had so much shit in here that I couldn't okay. walk through it. And then I, I slowly started taking dump <laughs> runs and building up a studio. And now it's like my, my sanctum sanctorium here, like where I just like yeah. spend my time. And,
0: sanctorium.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, art is so therapeutic for me. Like when I don't get to do it, for a day or two. I mean, I'm constantly working on my art business, but when I don't actually get to paint or draw or do something, I go fucking crazy. Like I just get anxiety and, and I forgot and missed how much the how therapeutic that was for me. Oh, it's
2: yeah. Same dude. Like I was, a, I was in a really dark place right before I joined TikTok. like, like getting to the point where I was like thinking that there was no point to anything because I'm just going to die. So like, Ooh, so you you doing anything? yeah man that like it was hurting, bad man. um and i don't know like i have a friend my friend mike he has been pushing me to get on tiktok for like three or four years um he's like dude you like art is crazy people it's gonna you're gonna blow up on there like you gotta get on there um and i was like no nah, man it's just another instagram like i can't even buy a follower on instagram i, could, I promote my posts and nobody even looks at it anyway so like why would i want to go through that again and um finally i just like was like i was so miserable dude and i was like i'm wasting my life i'm i'm sitting down here this is like my studio area and i wasn't creating anything i wasn't doing anything i was just sitting down here getting high and watching tv like being a bum you know yeah um, and one night it was like three in the morning, dude. And I just thought, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with yourself, dude? You got it. You have a, a talent that you need to be exercising and sharing with people. And I just was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. You download TikTok and it's going to keep me going, I think. And it, dude, like, I, you guys know, it's crazy. I mean, Marco, like, when you found me um, and you posted, you shared me on your live that time, like, I owe everything to you, bro. Like I I blew up after that a little bit. I mean, I got like 3000
3: followers or something. It was was your, it was your talent, bro. It was like, okay. So thank you. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything like, but bro, your your talent. You're, first of all, you're like way better than me, like a thousand times better than anything that I've ever created in my life. Right. Any of your pieces, can outdo any of mine for sure. No, I don't want to hear I-, I
2: don't like hearing that. I don't like hearing that. Your art is your art and it's beautiful because it's your <laughs> creation. My art is is just what I can do. Like I don't compare. I don't I don't do that. I used to when I was younger. I don't compare myself to other artists anymore because it's just for exactly. me it's it's that right there. Me, it's it's damning. Like it it yeah it'll fuck me up. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay. I I'll be so scared to try to get to that level that that I can't think I can achieve. But now I'm just like, fuck it. Like my shit's dope. And your shit's dope. Your shit's dope. Like you guys both make amazing stuff that I would never even have to like dream about, you know? So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you with all that.
1: But oh, no, no, you know, it, it brings up a good point. Like when people always ask me, like, you know, there, there's always this preconceived notion of, of competition within art. And there's this like gatekeeping type of a mentality within artists. And I always tell people, I'm not in a competition with any other artist. I'm in a competition with myself. My next piece better be better than my last one.
0: Yes,, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's
1: my mentality. And whatever knowledge I have to spread, if you ask me, I'm gonna tell you. because none of, none of what I know is something that I picked up on my own. It is all of, it, it's just all of me like learning along the way from other artists. Where can we purchase Sean's art? We are going to get to that in a few. (laughs) Stay tuned for that uh, because I do have a a question about that. Um, But, you know, coming kind of going in here a little bit more. um, You know, as an artist, we all have things that inspire us. Like, what are some of the things that inspire you within your artwork? Like, I know you do a lot of graffiti and you do the hyper realism with the uh, Prismacolors. What are some of the things in your day-to-day life or within your life that you just find that inspire you? <clears throat>
2: um,
1: honestly like everything.
2: I I know that sounds really like lazy to say and cliché maybe even. I said the same but, thing, bro. Um, like I find I find beauty in everything and I can I, I you know I, like I my fence is hideous outside in my backyard right now it needs to be painted but i i like to look at it and try to like find something in it that i can then you know use in a in a drawing or just sketch sketch what i see just so yeah i mean clouds fucking mowing the lawn i get inspired you know like it just
1: it comes whenever it comes and it can be anything I i like that uh i know i know you were a big music guy Cause I hear you Mm -hmm. rocking out in your lives all the time and you, you actually have a musician friend here that you've introduced me to that you've Mm -hmm. met on TikTok. Does music have a big influence on how you create?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, when I was really like hyper-focused on street art and getting like a style down and, and then expanding it to other Mm -hmm. styles, um, Lincoln park was like all I listened to. And oh, these yeah. guys are, you know, I mean, their are street art influence all over their stuff. Oh, um, very much so. Yeah. So yeah, like 19, 20 years old, I was all about Linkin Park. I mean, I probably wore that CD out five times over, but like. Hybrid theory. Yeah. Hybrid theory. Oh, it's the best. That's such it's a great a album. album. So good. And I love the reanimation album of it. That's got like yeah. the hip hop and techno mixed with it. Like it's. That's a fucking dope album. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I always... I mean, always. Even when I was painting a flower for my wedding on a big old panel, I was jamming out to, like, Lil Wayne or something. Like, you know, it, it I've got to have it on. It helps. It helps just keep yeah, the yeah. mind clear of, of thought because you're, you're focused on the music and the artwork, and then you're just not thinking of anything else.
1: Yeah, definitely. I... Uh... I was, just, I just started this piece, it's actually hanging out behind me right now. But I had something in my head of what I wanted to do. And then there was a song by Rise Against called House on Fire that came on, completely changed the scope of what mm-hmm. I was doing. Just ah. from one verse. And, and Marco said this really well the other day like he has to be careful of how he uh, or what he's listening to as he's painting. Because if he's listening, to like I think you said, lo fi or smooth jazz or. Like uh, Marco, yeah. Marco runs the gambit with music, and I'm like, I I don't know how he does it because like some some of those things don't inspire me. But uh, you know, more more power to you. if oh, i find inspiration from
2: every everything but country is on my playlist.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> know what? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll listen to some outlaw country every once in a while. Um, yeah. but like yeah, that like song the, came I, on. I want like some old school. Yeah, that old school outlaw country, like Waylon Jennings <laughs> and that. That you know. Uh, I'll, I'll put that on every once in a while if I'm in that kind of a mood, but that song came on and completely changed the whole scope of what I was doing and evolved my painting and really made the painting into what it is. And, and that's why I titled Good that. that painting, I titled the painting, the title of the song, which I do a lot. Like, so that, that painting is now called house on fire. Um, that's so tough. yeah, music definitely plays a big influence into what I'm doing and, and I, so I was curious, like, how that works for you. Like, if you're painting and all of a sudden, like, the whole thing changes, like, you're going from Lincoln Park to something else that's, like, hard rock, like, say, Slipknot or something, does, does it start to, like, creep into what you're doing or, like, to change the whole outcome at all or are you hyper-focused there? I think initially, like, once I'm, if I'm just
2: starting a drawing, whatever's on will probably influence it. But but then I go, you know, I just get into it and I have a and my plan paints itself as I go, you know, in my mind. Okay. So the music doesn't really have an effect. However, I do get inspired to create pieces based on lyrics. Okay. So like like or a bar of a bar of a song or whatever, like I'll hear it and then I'll I'll hurry and pull out my phone and write it down on the screen and save it. Um, and I've, I've actually drawn stuff based on lyrics. I don't have anything that I can just like grab right now, but, um, I'll have to find some, I'll have to make a video about those. Cause it, it yeah. that's really cool. I was going to ask you guys if that, if you guys get the same Oh, definitely. thing, cause like, yeah. cause yeah, you got the inspiration from the title. And then even there's like lyrics can just set off like a whole thing too. So,
3: well, oh, yeah, you man, know, like, like music, music, just like totally, um, it just doesn't influence me, and it doesn't. Ins- it just doesn't inspire me. It actually kind of dictates sometimes what is going on. So, like, not only with my brush strokes or anything like that, but in my head. So, like, um, I actually had an idea a while ago, and I found out that – oh, I-, I always miss the pronunciation of his name, but the lead singer to uh, System of a Down, um, Rob. R- thank you. Uh, thank you. So um, – What is it? Sarge? surge, surge, surge. surge yeah, thank yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he actually yeah. did this a while ago, man. And I was uh, at first I was like, oh, man, I didn't I didn't think about this. Right. Like he got he did this first. He's super famous. So like I didn't want anyone to think I was copying him. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyways. Me and my buddy Jonathan, I told Jonathan, he's a, uh, an amateur uh, producer um, or, you know, makes music. I told him, I was like, dude, I got this idea. And what I, I want you to do is I want you to make a song, just whatever you feel, just make a song. Try to make it sound like not your normal stuff. Because I love his techno sound, but yeah. I wanted to do something different. I was like, try to do something that you wouldn't normally do, right? And then send it to me. So the idea was he was going to send me a song, and I was going to interpret that through paint. So we have this collab, this ongoing collab going. And um, so when I say, like, music can actually dictate what I do, like, I really mean... That I got to be careful with what I'm doing, and that's what this project's awesome. all about. Let's show you, like how. synesthesia. Synesthesia.
1: Like, synesthesia is when you hear colors. Oh yeah. Or what's the other one where you could taste color?
2: Like, yeah. I don't know, I know what that's, that's, I don't know what it's called. That's so, crazy. Is like when like,
1: dude, you when you're painting. Like <laughs> yeah, when you when you're. Uh, <laughs> When you're painting something and you in the music, like it like dictates, like you can hear that color in your head, and it's like really kind of dictates how that painting's going. So, synesthesia, I know a couple of artists that are very uh, future based. Um, we, we did have a question for what's the inspiration for poison berries? Yeah, uh, that was
2: a badass sober prompt. Okay. So it was like it was day two, I believe. And it was uh, scary fruit, I think was the was what the prompt was called, scary fruit. So I was like, I'm gonna do. Uh,
0: well, I can't remember. I had a couple ideas before I
2: came up with the strawberries, and I would just like you know think about it while I was laying in bed with my eyes closed, just trying to visualize stuff. Um, and I can't. I thought of those strawberries because sometimes you get like those big freaking huge strawberries and you can tell it's like two that just didn't separate or something yeah. you know, like they just <laughs> they're conjoined um and I was like, happen. yeah I was like yeah I'm gonna just do like two doofy looking strawberry dudes that are stuck together at the head and like you know I had the guy drooling and the other one just kind of looks like he's cracked out uh but yeah like it was I never had the intention of doing the skull in
1: there Oh, okay. Um, that was the, uh, the infamous Posca pen fiasco. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first time. I, I,
2: I, just got them and I busted them out and I was like, I'm going to, you know, use them on this piece. Cause it was all Prismacolor <laughs> up to that point. And I was getting tired. Like that shit's rough on your hands. Like Prismacolors go hard, big time. Yeah. But, um, so I busted out those Poscas, man. And I, you know, I, when I'm on colors, I'm pressing with a pretty good amount of pressure uh, to, to saturate colors or blend. Yeah. Even. Um, and so I, when I switched to the Posca, you know, the, the tip goes in when you press it down. So that's how the paint's released on it. So I just was like, I was outlining it and I was doing pretty good. And then I took a break for a second and then I went right back to finish outlining the black and just pushed down it as hard as I could for some reason. Like I was trying to dig through the paper and it just fucking spilled that paint. And that was the second paint spill actually on that piece. I first, I I, uh, was doing the seeds and I spilled a little bit of yellow, but I was
1: able to get that cleaned up. But the black was like, I was screwed. So I think think it turned out amazing because you, you took something and ran with it and actually probably end up creating something that, Is far better than your original intention. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And people freaking love it. Like it's, it's one of my like most, it's my most watched video, the creation of that. When I was like, Oh shit, you know, I made a huge mistake and I crossed it out. And I'm so glad I recorded myself doing that because in my mind I was like, I'm about to throw this fucking thing away. I'm going to show these guys that I fucked it up. And then that I had to cross it out and get rid of it. Like that. People seem to like that for some reasons. I'm going to try that. And then I was talking to crazed and justified art. I think we were texting each other and I was like, I just fucking ruined this piece that I was never. I I mean, it was just a daily prompt. Like I was trying to get that shit done in that, that one day and then it got put away for a while. And then I was like, I want to finish it. Anyway, I showed her a picture and I was like, I just ruined it. She's like, just give it a little bit of time. And maybe you'll, you know, think of something. And sure as shit, like, it was right around Halloween. I stood up, and I was just looking down at that black X, and I was like, X-ray. Like, I could put some fucking skeletons in. I could, I could put their conjoined skulls in the X-ray. Like, that's... Yeah. Let's do that. So I fucking did it. And then I spilled the white paint. I gotta show you. Wow. This is one of the prints I... This is one of the prints I just had made, but right here, like you see how the you see how the black is lower than the skulls so that the X is actually like, it's not a perfect X because I spilled a bunch of white paint here and then I started painting it with a paintbrush to spread it around and just for some reason decided to paint this up too high. And uh, you can't even it. notice like it's, yeah you can't even tell. Nah, it pissed me off so bad. It's like, fucking stop spilling
1: for Christ's sake. Like, give me a break, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, oh man, I couldn't imagine like, that would piss me off so bad. I, I've been working on pieces. And I, see, I work on my wall back here. I, I put everything up on the wall and there's some poscas where you don't even really have to put any pressure on them and all of a sudden it just comes flooding yeah. out. Like, you almost yeah. have to tip off. And, and it's like, it's like the worst
2: feeling, dude, because you're just like, Fuck, because it's not like
1: you can just wipe it off. Right. And generally, and generally, when I get to the pasta portion, it's like my finishing touches. Exactly. Same. Same. So uh, I'm like, man, I like fucked up some pieces. And I'm like, dude, uh, I can't. Uh, I'm just like, yeah. Uh, but Thank since you me. showed that print, let's switch gears to that. You just started selling your prints for the first time, right? yeah kind of endeavor into selling your artwork yeah and and i want to i want to say
2: thank you to tnt crochet creations and natasha without her i never would have done it she pushed me she believes in me she's she's a whiz at marketing and and getting your shit out there and she told me everything i needed to do for a week and i tried to i tried to keep up and do everything um I would be a day or two behind what she wanted, what she was like telling me I needed to be. But she sure. she kicked my ass in gear, and I I fucking owe her everything. I, it I she's fantastic. Thank you so much, Natasha. That's awesome. She's real, yeah. yeah she's wondering great.
3: If she's... you had any prints left of it, She's right there.
2: Um, yes. So I still have. Let's see. I think there's two of these left. Uh, I'm only doing. I only did ten, so you can see right there. This is whatever that number is. Seven. Seven of ten. So I've sold seven, or eight. I have two, two or three left. I have to make sure. Um, and then, I don't have any more of the prints of the snakes. Oh, I've snake No, yeah. I, I've only sold two of them, so I only, or I've only sold three. So I only had the, the shop print three of them, because they've got my files. I can just call them up and be like, hey, I gotcha. need, any five prints of the skulls with the snakes. Sure, and they'll just get them done for me. So I'm just going to do that instead of buying all the prints at once because they're expensive. Yeah, um, they're not yeah. cheap. They're yeah. not cheap
1: prints. They're they're really good ones.
2: Um, no, I, uh,
1: I I I know how prints are. I, I have a love hate relationship with prints because I'm like, God, they're such a pain in the ass to keep in stock and. Uh, so I only give a couple in stock at once. That way I have them on hand. But I'm like, <sighs> for some reason, I just, I hate doing it. Even though it's an, it's the easiest revenue generator as yeah. an artist, is to have prints. And I don't yeah, know why yeah. I can't do it, but uh, yeah, I, I, I need to get better. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I think like, I would love to see more of your work available as prints. Like, not I mean, because you do some awesome work, like, thank you, you, you could yeah, definitely, so because so you're a like stay-at-home dad, yeah? I am. Yeah, so you're like me, like, you get to stay at home, hang out with the kids all day, and then do artwork on the side, I mean, uh, how old's your youngest?
2: Eight, so Eight? I've got it pretty good right now, he's, he's down to play Fortnite, as long as I'll let him, so and usually I go drawing come. way too long, and he plays Fortnite way too long, but whatever, sure. like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a 3-year-old so my days are pretty much okay, I got to make sure you don't hurt yourself and you're fed and so I can't do anything <laughs> when it comes to art related like if it's anything I can do on my phone I can do it but like as far as like actually getting out in my studio doesn't happen unless he lets me like while he's napping which doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I that's that's kind of why I didn't, I didn't
2: draw much for a long time <laughs> is because I had two that are they're 22 months apart so when they were both real little like it was just impossible and but i was working when they were really little i didn't i didn't um stop working full time until just this last june or no it was a june 2020
1: was yeah, the last yeah. time i had a job yeah and then uh, mine was november of 2020 when i I finally was like, all right, I think I can do this full time and I'm going to pursue my art career and finally start investing into myself rather than somebody else. Yep, exactly, dude. Uh, I'm tired of making somebody else money for a small amount of wage. And I I could go get a job, like a sales job making, you know,
2: three, six figures. But it's like, that's miserable. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want. I've never been happier than I am right now. And I don't care how broke I am. I am happy as shit. And it's great. Cause I I'm doing that. my own shit. Awesome. That is I awesome. That. So awesome to hear, man. Yeah. Like I, my, I have a $200 car in the garage. Like I don't need, it. you know, I don't have a car payment. I don't have shit like that. Like, so whatever. And I don't care what kind of car I drive anymore. I used to care. I used to have nice whips, but now like, I don't give a shit. I've been married for 11 years. I don't have anybody to impress out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and, and honestly, a, like, what I spend my money on is our Supplies. And me I'm, too, and dude. I don't even spend that much on our Supplies anymore, because I make it I make it last, but a car, to me, is a tool, so as long as it gets me from point A to point B, I don't get where the fuck I'm driving.
3: Right, yep.
1: right, right, right. Like, Tyler, a joke the other
3: day. <laughs> he was, like, talking, because I, I showed him, I was like, oh, check out what I got for the podcast, right? I, I got a uh, brand new GoPro just for the podcast, and He's all like, hey, does anyone else think, like, Marco's low-key, like, rich? And I'm like, no, dude, I just work a lot.
1: <laughs> I'm like, who said I'm that? A, I'm like, Marco, are you, uh, are you, are you uh, and holding out on this, or what, you know? <laughs> Marco's, Marco's secretly a trust fund baby. That, yeah. well, that right, right. <laughs> That's why he's living on the peninsula in Alaska. He, that's where he's got to be.
3: I was like, no bro, mm-hmm. actually the, the, the streetwear is actually going really good. I'm just lying about all the struggles
2: <laughs> I'm
1: absolutely. So David, I'm I, need,
2: going. I need to get I need to have uh, Marco print some shirts for me. Yeah, definitely. Um going back to team... anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, I brought the logo back.
1: Anyway. Two
0: are
1: two different styles. Um you know, you have your hyper realism and you have your graffiti style. Um, do you have a preference between the two that you prefer working on or is it just like kind no. of a
2: balance there? It, it's a pretty fair balance. And I mean, I do, I do other stuff too. Like I've always prided myself in trying to master all of the mediums, right? Like, I, cause I had that opportunity to, to try them all growing up in my you know school. So um, yeah, like I, I do watercolor stuff. I don't do a lot. I do. Sure um, large murals. I haven't done one in a long time. Um, probably since like 2012, I think was the last time I did one. Huh. Um, I do, I, I've done sculpture. Uh, I mean, you name it. Like I, I'm down for whatever. I don't just have the two, the two. Yeah. I, that's just what I've kind of been showcasing, I guess, lately. Yeah. Um, I, I started my TikTok showing off my realism stuff and then recently, you know, started doing the graffiti art for people that bought my prints when I needed help. Um, And then that kind of kept the the name stuff going. And Natasha has been, you know, a pretty great collector of mine so far. Um, She's had me do a couple of, she had me do her name for her her husband's name and then her daughter's name, which is the one that just, uh, I just released and sent. She's gonna get it. She should have it on Monday. And I can't right. wait. That's awesome. I clear coated yeah. it and it fucking looked amazing. I couldn't. I didn't want to let it go. I wanted to keep it. It was rough. It was rough <laughs> after seeing it finished.
3: So I got a, I got a uh, specific question, man, about one of the pieces that you did, and it goes back to uh, okay. you were talking about the basketball player Rudy. Is it Gobart? Rudy Gobert. Over. Rudy Gobert. Okay. So um one of your videos, you were saying that he actually saw it and commented, which is super, super like awesome, right? That no, Matthew he he get? he saw it on he saw it on Twitter
2: and he liked it. He didn't comment
3: though. Oh, okay. So he saw it on Twitter and liked it. And you were you were trying to your next goal was to try and get uh the owner of the jazz to see how you can uh possibly donate it for like a auction for charity or
2: something, right? Uh not an auction. So what I was hoping to do, and I I it sucks. Cause I got really busy with commissions in October and I've kind of been steadily doing those through the, through this point. Um, so I didn't really get a lot of, I didn't get a chance to finish it. it like I feel like it's not quite finished yet. And I tried to pull oh, it down yeah. the other day and do it on a live, but I was just too distracted. I couldn't do it anyway. So it's been hanging on, on the easel since like September 30th. Um, wow. okay. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's going to happen this season. Maybe we can like try to work something out over the summer. And then s- I, what I want to do is sell it in the arena there you in go. The okay. Tent store. Okay. So they can have it like on display. And I, I want to do like a really limited run of like some really nice, like geish uh, fancy prints, right. That we can yeah. sell for like 1200 bucks or, or, you know, whatever. I think, I mean, there's, a lot of people in the arena have a lot of money to spend. And if they sure. see something like really quality that they like, then they're likely to buy it, especially if they know that 50% of the, the sale is going to go to the Five for the Fight Foundation, which is what I want to do. It, I mean, I'm not saying that that's what it's doing. That's what I want it to right, do. So right. five, for the fight, five for the Fight was created by the owner of the Jazz before he was the owner of the Jazz. And it's a, it's, it's, you donate $5 for cancer research and it, you know, it's, so it's five for the fight. Um, and that's their corporate patch on their, on their Jersey. Now the jazz Ooh. is five for the fight. They're the only, they're the only NBA team that has like a, a charitable patch. You know, everything else is like corporate, you right, know, like right, FedEx and shit and like all that. that. Yeah. Um, and it's the owner's charity and he's a Utah dude. He's he born and raised here, went to BYU, started his business here, um, and became a billionaire. And now he owns the jazz with Dwayne Wade, which is awesome. And, um, I think he's a, he's a young dude. He's only like 40 something. And nice. I think, I think I could connect with him and, or his people and make that deal happen. Like I, I really do. I don't need a lot of money back from it because I can sell those prints for the rest of my life. Right. I just, I want to help the people. I want to help fucking find a cure
1: for cancer, man. It, it, it affects everybody and it sucks. So, yeah. That's- yeah. I actually, I have a pain right now that I donated for um, a raffle to help raise some money for somebody who's, who's fighting for their life with cancer. So I, I think that's awesome and it's a great cause and um I mean, it's a beautiful piece of artwork and you said you're not even finished with it. So I can't even imagine how much more beautiful it can get. So just some right. detail work, just some, just a little detail work. I'm not going to do a
2: background or anything. It's just a, just a little detail. Yeah. yeah no, no, so
1: that's, great. that's great. Thank you. Um, so I know you talk about art when you were in high school and how you had the opportunity to work in a lot of different mediums and things like that, but did you have any formal training past high school?
2: Yeah. So I've
1: done a few stints in college. Um,
2: right, uh, right out of high school, I went to our local university in Ogden, Utah called Weber state university. It's where Damian Lillard went.
1: Um, you, you're, you're speaking my language here. I'm a Blazers fan. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's where, that's where Lillard went. So we, you yeah. know, that was in my, that's the town I grew up in. Nice. Um, so I went there for a semester and failed out. Like, I, I just wasn't ready for it. I was, a, I was a shitty student in high school. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, like Marco said, I, he promised I wouldn't lie tonight. So um, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was a shitty student in high school. Um, so I didn't do well going to college, like, right away. Uh, I was in party mode and just being a stupid ass. Uh, in 2003, I started up again. Um, I went to a local, uh, like, it's called Eagle Gate College. Um, It's just one of those for-profit schools that can give you a degree in anything in about, like, what, a year or two. Um, And then uh, dropped out of that because work was just too much, and, you know, I couldn't do both. Um, and then I went back again in 2013, 2014, and it was all online. And that was the, um, Art Institute of Pittsburgh. And so, I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't, I don't know if I got any like training from any of those programs. I met some great artists, um, in fact, I have a friend, a close friend now, his name's Max Grundy, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but his artwork is phenomenal, and it's worldwide, like, this this guy is very well known, um, very he, was my, he was my instructor when I first okay. started at Eagle Gate, and, you know, he, he saw potential in me, and he was a great, fantastic artist, um, so we hit it off, and we've kind of stayed in touch, and he's that dude's blowing up. He's done shit for Disney now. Like, it has like a oh. steady rotation with Disney. Um, yeah, Super he just nice did some fan. huge, some huge Star Wars pieces for him. You guys, I'll have to send you the the links from his uh, his Instagram. He doesn't do TikTok yet. Sure. He has an account, and he actually just he hit me up just like a month ago and was like, "Dude, I'll pay you to run my TikTok account for me." Um, if you, cause I was like telling him how much exposure, how much extra exposure he could get and how many more people he could reach. Um, and, uh, I was, I, I haven't answered him yet. Cause I, I can barely keep up with my own.
0: Huh.
2: Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like he's probably beyond him. I know I didn't really learn anything like
1: from those schools. So it just seemed like a waste of time. You know, I went to art school, uh, I went to Southern Oregon University, and I went through the whole program, I, and I ended up, I, I dropped out in my senior year, my last semester, so I could actually, or I have two semesters less left before I get my bachelor's, so I I'm, I'm, did a lot of schooling, but it wasn't the actual art classes where I felt like I learned a lot, it was the art history classes where I felt like I gained the most knowledge, and yeah. it's funny because there were some of my, the ones I just kind of despise doing, but they're required, but I gained a lot of knowledge from it. I have a, a deep respect for art history now, but uh, you know, it, it's funny how the art class, because it takes you right back to the basics and you have prompts and you, you know, as an artist, you don't yeah. want to work with inside a box, you know, I exactly. put you in a box and you have to, Oh, well, this is, we're drawing this today, or you have to do this today, or this is your prompt and stay within those guidelines. And, I, and it's something I just fucking despised. Yep. And so I'm like, we're doing this project right now in our discord. And I'm like, I'm getting PTSD. You guys, I, I don't know if I can do this. Like it's <laughs> taking me back to some of my, my college years. I hate, but you know, I, I feel yeah. like where I learned the most was from my fellow students that i got to work with yep and um and youtube honestly youtube is just such a wealth of knowledge yeah. you know save yourself sixty, eighty thousand dollars and just go on youtube uh you're not going to get the piece of paper but you're going to learn just as much right i my advice to any young artist out there who's like
2: thinking about doing art as a career and thinking about art school honestly i say skip art school and go to business school, get an MBA in business, and then you'll just know how to,
1: how marketing. to sell your shit. Like yeah. you be a marketing genius
2: and you'll be rich off of your artwork. that That's what you love to create. So don't, dude, I'm so pissed. I have, I don't even know how much I have in student loans for too stupid
1: much. fucking
2: pointless too much. art classes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too much. Yeah, I, I have I have mixed feelings about uh, about the higher education system, which we won't get into, but yeah, I feel you there. <laughs> that's that's for another show. <laughs> right. right, right. Harley, let's just leave it with this. I was a student loan debt collector when I left school to make some extra money, and that really jaded me, so I bet um, that made you hate your life, huh? I'm like, well, wow, you have a four hundred thousand dollar doctorate and you can't get a job at mcdonald's because you're way overqualified and no jobs work you know it's it's crazy anyways um (laughs) it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes yeah um learn yeah business and marketing absolutely so um i'm featuring you in my Halloween. i'm really excited about that you did this piece of the crypt keeper and i was like bro can you put that in black and white and let me do an interview with you? And then it, it, the interview was supposed to just be me send you a questionnaire. I do a write-up on you. And then I was like, hey, I can do a podcast because I yeah. don't have shit on my plate. So here we are. <laughs> um, right? <laughs> so uh, we're going to get a little bit into that halloween Halloweeny type shit real quick here. Um, are you a horror fan?
2: Hell yeah.
1: Hell, Hell yeah, you yes. are. Oh, okay. absolutely! I'll watch anything. I
2: will watch all of the scary stuff.
1: I don't care oh, all all scary stuff. So, like, uh, what are some of your favorite horror Halloween movies? Like, what's your go to's?
2: Um, you know, it's funny. This last October, I didn't watch a, a lot of TV. I was just too busy. Um, I hear you. But I mean, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street one through three. Well, three's pretty, pretty cheesy. Yeah, Dream Warriors. Um, yeah, one, and two, <laughs> one and two are, are like they hold a special place in my heart i was six years old the first time i saw freddie and it was at the babysitter's house but it was i was not at her house i was at a neighbor kid's house down the road and there was a bunch of us kids we were all from ages like 12 to whatever i was six um maybe seven i don't know so and this kid had access to every VHS that was in his house and a bunch of them were horror movies and we watched the shit out of some Freddy Krueger uh, and that was what hooked me so I think that's probably like if I was going to just sit down and be like I'm going to watch something like it's going to be it, it would probably be that and I love Freddy versus Jason that movie is fucking great I don't care what anybody says Oh yeah,
3: I already mean, <laughs> just about to bring that up Freddy
1: has it. great one liners and, and I think that Freddy was kind of that that tipping point with Borderline horror comedy, yeah, because of his one liners, which I like. Robert so, England was
2: the master with, I mean, he just like he is hit. His Freddy Krueger is just like nobody will ever be able to replicate that. It, no, even if they have like the snarkiness or you know, the one liners or whatever, it, it's not going to be the same. Like his face,
1: everything about him was just perfect. He was made yeah. for that role, I think, yeah, and kind of like the guy who played Pinhead and Hellraiser. You, yeah. You're never going to be able to capture uh, Doug Bradley. You know, yep. Doug Bradley just embodied that character. Um, and I know they did switch it up to a female version, which I think is fucking awesome for this I movie. didn't know they were doing that. Oh, yeah. They're, they're filming. Uh, they actually have a TV series and a movie that they're coming out oh. with. I think there's a Hulu or Netflix series coming out of Hell- Hellraiser. And the, there's a female version for the movie, which Bad, in the comic know. books. Uh, the comic book there's a female version, so I think it works well. I didn't know Hellraiser was a comic book. Is that what it originated as? No, the it's it's originally a, um, a book called The Hellbound Heart, and uh, who the hell wrote that book? I own the book. Uh, Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, he's that dude can write some horror shit.
1: So you know Candyman. The movie yep. that I fucking despise. You need to watch it, bro. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch, watch it no. with you.
2: Don't have to happen. Not
1: happen. <laughs> so dumb,
2: Dude, It's cheesy, like it's cheesy like Freddy is, bro. It's not even scary.
1: <laughs> I was watching, I was watching clips on YouTube, and like the, the terrifying, like I, I was getting goosebumps. Like it just terrified me then, and I'm like, no, nope, I can't do it. Like no no. I love it. You know, the only movie that's ever made me feel
2: like that was the first paranormal activity.
3: Interesting. Uh, Did you guys get
2: that show that movie fucked with me? Well, actually, okay, no. I'm gonna go back a little bit to like the late nineties when the Blair Witch project came out. Okay. I went and saw that in the movie theater. My girlfriend knew what it was, so she suggested we go see it. I had never even heard of it. Okay.
1: So I go in there and I'm watching this fucking movie and I don't know if it's real
2: or if it's like a
1: a production, like they did such a good job and I had no
2: idea what I, what I was walking into. So I had like, I hadn't seen trailers for it or anything like that.
1: Um, I was, that that movie
2: blew me away and scared the shit out of me because I was going camping the next day for like a while. Oh, so I was just like thinking about like, what the fuck like this is crazy dude I don't want to <laughs> do it I don't want to fucking I'm going to like attract some energy that's going to follow me to the woods now and it's going to be bad um, but then the first time I watched the, the first paranormal activity um, it was at my house it was just me and my roommate and every time like that rumble started before like something weird would happen like my eyes would just start watering like crazy because I was so like just I was just like frozen with that with the fear from that that rumble sound it was because I didn't know what was going to happen and it was going to be weird as fuck you know to watch like a girl get moved around her bedroom and she has no like no idea and her husband's asleep or, like that shit was crazy yeah no doubt I really, and I don't like those I don't like those movies I don't, I don't really like the Annabelle movies either man like
1: that, yeah. You know, pa- <laughs> paranormal, paranormal movies for me, uh, like I love paranormal stuff. Like, I, I, yeah. watch all of those, like, ghost hunters and 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 ghost adventures. I like that shit. It's just it's entertaining and I've had experience in my life, so I, I like that shit. But when they take it to the, the movie magic and ramp it up to 20, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm good. You're just taking something that's already freaky. And then compounding on it, because you know, no, I'm I'm no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. My wife's watched a lot of those. I'm like, no, you can have those. I'm like a big horror <laughs> comedy guy. I like like Shot of the Dead, Zombie, oh, I Man, love that. Deathgasm. Those are like some of my favorite. Like, so that's I like a little bit of laughter in there. Yeah. Do you have a favorite genre of horror?
2: Uh like what do you mean exactly like how do you so want you me to break like, that down
1: you have like slashers like slashers okay yeah. okay okay
2: so like slashers co- comedies Yeah, uh, and then you have
1: like the, horror, the gore factor with horror like psychological horror and i mean there's all these sub-genres of horror that yeah, I, film I, okay i really we were just talking about that right that's a that's a
3: genre the film film genre
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: um i like the i like the psychological thrillers like Silence of the Lambs and the, um, what was the second one called? Uh, Red Dragon or whatever. Red Dragon.
1: There's Hannibal and
2: Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal was like fucking amazing.
1: That movie was crazy. <laughs> there's actually, uh, there's actually one that came out pre-Silence of the Lambs that most people don't know of. Oh, is that right? I don't you know. It's Manhunter. Interesting. And it had what's the guy from CSI Las Vegas? That OG dude that's been on there for thirty years or however long. Um like the main 19. character. <laughs> 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 I see. Anyways, the guy from CSI Las Vegas was like one of the characters, like actors that played in that. So uh, like really early in like nineties, I think. Uh, maybe even earlier than that, because I know the Sounds of the Lambs came out. Silence of the Lambs is
2: early 90s, like 92, 93, something like that. Maybe even early, maybe 91.
1: So, uh, Manhunter is in the same, the, the same um, franchise, but it's before Silence of the Lambs. That's crazy. I did 91. not know that. 91. Huh? 91. 91, yeah. That's, that's wild. So, you were like, so... I guess you already yeah, told me like, you what your first horror movie was, which was uh, Freddy.
2: Yeah, sorry I jumped the
1: gun on that one. No, you're um, good.
2: Oh, yeah, for real. Uh, I would say, <clears throat> or what, no. It was a Freddy, Freddy fucked me up, though. Like, I loved it, but I was my mom found out that I was watching those movies because I couldn't go to sleep because I thought he was in my closet. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Right. And I, my bed was right next to the closet. I had to share a room with my sister because our basement wasn't finished and we just had a two bedroom house. Um so we had to share a room and my bed my bed had to be right next to the closet door man and like closets and kids
1: and darkness just don't go well together.
2: <laughs> Especially yeah. if you watch Freddy.
1: That's how Candyman was for me as a child. Like it that fucked me up. Like, yeah. My dad would get up in the middle of the night and I'd be sleeping on the floor next to him on the bed <laughs> and he'd be like, what the fuck? And I'm like, nightmares. I, mean, I saw a movie Go. Yeah. No, I, after two years of him waking up and stepping on me he was like enough's the fucking enough man yeah <laughs> get it together bro yeah you you need to just like, tighten it up man tighten it up um, but yeah fucking no thank you uh, like I think uh, what was it just say ducky was repeating Candyman in the, in yeah. the oh no I and had the, to like, put that juju on here. I'm, I'm checking myself in the frame here, making sure I'm alone. <laughs> candyman, candyman, candy candy man. Candy man. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, so <laughs> the the theme of this month's Halloween is comic books. I'm doing horror comics. Uh, I decided I wanted to put a theme to it. And now the, I don't know if you knew this, but, the Crypt Keeper was actually in a comic book before they even made the yeah. show. Yep. So that's why I was like, oh, this is perfect. You've already done that. Now, are you a comic book fan at all of them? Um not in a way like I
2: am a I'm a fan of the artwork. Okay. But I don't get into I don't get into reading this the stories. Totally. Um man, I'm super pissed. I had a was it it was either a thirtieth or a twenty fifth anniversary. Spider-Man that had a foil, a foil cover. Yeah. Um, and I, I read the shit out of that thing. That was the only comic book I've ever owned and I ruined it and now I don't have it anymore. And I bet it's worth a shitload of money.
1: Oh I, yeah. But, Spider-Man for sure. Yeah. Um, well, you, but I, I used to love uh, the, the artwork was just
2: fascinating to me. So I would, I would, you know, replicate it as much as possible. I used to collect like the, the, the trading cards of like oh, yeah. Marvel, Marvel trading oh, yeah. cards. I don't really care much for DC characters. I think they're kind of goofy. Marvel's like always had like the best shit to me, like the best figure drawings. I'm You're sorry. I, I love I love Batman. I do. I got a big, I got a special place in my heart for the Dark Knight, but I don't really care much for anybody else.
1: I I, I can could, I could feel that. Uh, I mean, DC definitely, uh, I mean, the, the big two, like I'm more of an independent uh, comic book reader. So, like, I'm a big Image fan, which Spawn is from Image. Oh, yeah. So like Spawn. um, You know, but I read a lot of horror comic books because that's where, you know, I like what I like to read. That's Uh, what I was
3: going to bring up is I was going to ask, like, since we're talking about the Crypt Keeper, Tales from the Crypt, right? Uh, Yeah. So I remember a show called uh, Creep Show that was like. Yeah, Creep Show. Right, it was like the almost similar, series, but way cheesier,
2: like way
0: yeah.
2: way cheesier. It's Stephen yeah. King, <laughs> like what Stephen if, King? I, <laughs> Stephen King did Creepshow. Those they, that shit was goofy. Yeah,
3: yeah. He Stephen actually. Stephen King and George um, Romero didn't didn't he come out wow. on almost all of the little sequences, or was only was it only on one of them? Because I know he was.
1: Um, very he played he always was on, he the guy who turned to grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I remember. Yep, that's what I (laughs) (laughs) remember. So there was also a Creepshow comic, right?
1: I own it. Okay, so of course (laughs) I own it. I own everything Stephen King.
3: (laughs) So what would what do you prefer? Me? Yeah. Do you prefer like? Oh, both of you guys
2: actually. This interview is about
3: Sean, but I'm just curious, man.
2: I don't know many Uh, people that
3: actually know Creepshow.
2: I so I've I mean as far as like creep show t- movies or, or television programs I only know of like the one that has like the three different, the, different oh, stories. The season, right? Yeah. Oh, there's two. Oh, there, oh yeah yeah there's two there's creep show too. So they have like three episodes each on those, I right? Remember. 3 or 4. Um, yeah. Okay. Cryptkeeper and Tales from the Crypt uh, was so good when I was a kid. I was terrified of the Crypt Keeper. Like I wouldn't watch the opening sequence and I would plug my ears because I didn't want to hear him laugh. Um, oh, gotcha. But, so I was, I was terrified of him, but I loved the, I loved the, the show, like the, the stories. So I would watch yeah. the stories, but then when he would come on screen, it was lights out for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, I can't um, feel you on
3: that, man. I really do feel you on that.
1: Yeah. I was like that as a kid too. Like the Crypt Keeper creeped me out. Yeah, and but now I like love him. I think
2: he's the coolest looking thing. Like I'm just amazed by him. I follow the guy that did his voice on TikTok. Yeah um, I, he's great. Like it's funny. And he's really hilarious. Like the Crip Keeper is a just a jokester. Like he's a Freddy Krueger, you know? Yeah. Um So I would have to say that I would have to say for me it's it's Tales from the Crypt. Just because there were that show ran for years of my life that were like I look forward to Saturday nights on HBO like every week. I, I mean, I, but it, anytime Creepshow comes on and I see it, I'm watching it. But I, but the favorite goes to the Crypt.
1: Do you remember the Tales from the Crypt cartoon? No. I do, actually. So they had a Tales from the Crypt cartoon, very similar, but for kids. So the Crypt Keeper was still there in cartoon form. Ah, uh, uh, but it was for kids. I don't yeah, think they think had a ton of. Fun, uh, um, oh. I don't think they had a ton of uh, like maybe two seasons, but yeah, uh, yeah the the crypt cartoon. I may have seen it. I don't know. What do you remember? What it aired on? Oh, I, I, dude, it was a Saturday morning cartoon thing, like the same era as the Beetlejuice cartoon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember the Beetlejuice cartoon. I watched that shit every day after school. Dude, that, so that I that remember the from
2: the Crypt.
1: Yeah. I, I picked it up. I, I own, like, I think, the first and second season. I don't know if they had any more of that. But, yeah, it's like, but it's, it's very much kind of Scooby-Doo-ish when it comes yeah. to <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the storylines. So, it wasn't super scary, but you had the animated Crypt Keeper. I, they had a whole toy line for them, too. They I have did. a bunch of toys. <laughs> I have all the, the toys carded. Yeah, I have them carded. I'm kind of a nerd. I keep telling you guys this, you don't believe me, but I'm a fucking nerd, you guys. Like, uh, no, I, you, well, the me, that, like I don't now.
3: Now it's getting even deeper. Like that, that rabbit hole is just getting lower and lower. Like I get it. Oh, Okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like what, for reals, you got that too.
1: Damn. Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But <laughs> back, we got a little off topic there. But back to um, comic books. You know, you say you let you're a Marvel fan, uh, and you don't read a lot of like you don't read them. But do you have a favorite villain?
2: I was thinking about this question when I watched last week's episode. It's hard, man. It's hard. It is really hard. Um, I'm just trying to run through my brain real fast. My favorite villain.
1: Is probably... This so is where we need the Jeopardy! theme song. I think it's... I, I, I'm going to have to say The Joker. Okay. Will you go in DC? I, well, yeah. Right? Dude, you, Batman... You Batman I mean, how Batman, can you yeah. not love Batman? Uh, Batman 1990, is, Or uh, 1989. Like, we talked about this last week. 1989 is just I like... I still remember going to see that shit. Jacket yeah. my dad. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just... That opened it up for so many people of our generation to, yep. to I mean, and, and at that point, I mean, I don't even... And Jack don't Nicholson's know. Joker is the
2: best of all, in my opinion. I don't care what uh, my I, Heath Ledger fans say. He's great,
1: <laughs> but... It, oh, man. It, it, so... Heath I Ledger agree. was
2: fabulous, but Jack Nicholson killed it. And yeah. I know it's a completely different like style, but come on. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Also,
1: it's also
3: different like I it's different personalities. I respect all of them except for Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Leto. But anyway, so like I, I <laughs> never saw his all just because of the different aspects that they were bringing, you know, like Jack Nicholson had the mobster. Uh he wasn't really like super crazy in my opinion. It was a little bit more it was in between um I'm trying to remember his name. Uh Oh Denver? man, Romero Oh, Caesar, yeah, Caesar. So it was right in between Caesar and, and Ledger's, in my opinion, of craziness and cartoony. So, you know, like it was right there. It was, it was beautifully done. Uh, Caesar's, I love that because even though it was way before my time, you know, I, I uh, did grow up with that. Uh, the Adam West Batman, like I loved it. It was so cheesy, so cartoony. Uh, <laughs> the Heath Ledger was like the pinnacle. I, I mean, I must have seen, I paid, I don't know how many different times to go watch that movie in the theaters. Like, I watched it midnight showing Thursday. Then I took all my friends the next day to watch it. I took my mom. Like, I had every different... I used every different uh, reason to be like, dude, have you seen it? No, we're going now. You know, like, we, we went. I paid so many different times. You know
2: what? Um, it's so good. The scene what... when he's walking out of the hospital
1: and he's, like, trying to get <laughs> right? the fucking thing to blow up. So dude, like, come on. That gives you me chills <laughs> just thinking about it. What movie that I did that with was 300. Where I went really? I've never <laughs> seen that... Shut the fuck up! No way! I swear! I swear to God, what? I never watched it. Oh my God, that's a comic book too. It is. Oh yeah, it I is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it Frank is. Miller, right? If uh, yeah, Frank Miller's three hundred. I oh, know. Is it Frank Miller? I'm gonna look at. Scott Snyder directed it. Um, but yeah, I think it's Frank Miller. But it's so beautifully done. Like it's oh, so yeah. cool. And I've watched. I watched it in the theater three times. Like wow. I kept it going, we really haven't watched it? we're driving an hour away, because that's where the theater was, to watch it. Yeah. Wow. Because the theater in my hometown went up in smoke, like it it burned to the ground. Oh, shit. So, we had to drive an hour away to go watch it, and I was like, let's go, I'll pay, I'll buy gas, we're going to the theater. <laughs> and, like, like I've, I haven't watched it in years, and I don't know if it still holds up to my, my it early so point. Cool. It still holds up more. It, it's uh, David catcher sight. I've lost all respect for Sean now. Oh, no. I, I infuriate him on the regular, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good though. Like I might just buy you a copy and send it to you because I think I had two at one point. Well don't I no, because I can just dial I have it up. Widescreen. I'm sure I've
2: got it. Don't send don't spend any money on it. I can dial it up at any point
1: at any point. Yeah. I got yeah. things.
3: The, Amazon rent it for like two bucks or something
1: now. And, and, and yeah. this is the movie that, that made all men completely envious of Gerard Butler. Yeah, that guy boy, doesn't, doesn't look like that anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Most of it was CGI.
2: That's CGI what I heard. CGI, and man. that's what kind of like turned me off from it. Was like it's it's but it was beautifully so done. It, it was beautifully was edited. It?
3: it was beautifully shot.
2: Does the CGI hold um, up? Like, is it still
3: believable? Oh, yeah. No, okay, so first of all, I really don't think it was, like, fully CGI, man. I think those guys were cut as hell, but they, the makeup artists, like, uh, added more definition and tone yeah. to their muscles, you know? So, like, it wasn't that, uh, I, I really don't think they added CGI muscles, man.
1: Dude, it's a great cast. <laughs> it's a great cast. So, you know who, the, the guy who plays Magneto in the new, um, the younger Magneto in the new uh, X-Men movies? He's in it. Oh, and he, he plays one of the Spartans, and like his character is pretty funny. Um, and yeah, just watch it. Watch it and get right. back to me. We may have to schedule another interview just to talk to, to you about three hundred. <laughs> yeah, hey, make you a deal. Oh, I'll make you a deal. I'll watch three hundred. If you don't say it, it. don't oh, say oh, it. I man, know what you're I'm gonna just... say. I know what, what you're now? gonna say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Candyman.
1: (laughs) Come on, bro. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. I'll watch it. You don't have to watch it. it. I had my experience with it, but three hundred is really good. You know what?
2: I I I feel you on the Candyman thing. The original Pet Cemetery is really hard for me to watch still. That movie scared the fucking jeebers out of me. But I'm telling you, still to this day, to this day, I cannot look at Zelda. I cannot see her. I cannot hear her. I don't want to see her spine all twisted up and crazy. I don't. I I, I won't watch those scenes. I, I can't. I can't do it, man. That yeah. shit terrified me. My sister fucked me up, man. She used to. I would hold my eyes closed, and she'd pull them open and make me watch
1: and make me <laughs> see.
2: She fucked with me, man. She made me watch Poltergeist, and that shit scared the crap out I of me. Mean, that white-haired uh, man that looked like the Quaker Oats dude. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, Poltergeist is pretty pretty fucked up, dude. Like, yeah. Oh I don't. Yeah. really use real
1: corpses in that shit, man. Yeah, they use real skeletons. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, real, 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 real skeletons. When at the end of the movie, when it's flooding and they're in the in, no, uh, and it's, yeah, those those skeletons are like, popping up. It was cheaper to buy real skeletons than it was to get fake ones, so they bought the real <laughs> ones. <laughs> this is mind blowing. How you fucking get? Hey, I need like eighty skeletons. You got? You got <laughs> some?
2: Yeah, man, we got you. We got you. You're good. There's yeah. Track market
3: rolling on with a like a van with no windows and stuff.
2: And, and, <laughs> and that was a Spielberg movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it so. wasn't it only PG thirteen. So. <laughs> I think so.
0: Dude, dude. that's
2: here. He oh
1: yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get we'll get out of the horror comic book. And kind of just go up some, with some, uh, wrap up questions here. Uh, what is Your ultimate goal as an artist, what, like, you, like with your art career.
2: Goal or dream? Cause like, I don't really set goals, which I know I should. It's just not something I do cause I can't focus on stuff. Sure. <laughs> um, or I'll like tell myself you need to do this. And then I'll just forget completely. Um, my dream, my dream, I'll say my dream and then I'll try to come up with a goal. My dream is to, um, and I wrote this down back in college and it was a, it was something I wanted in fi- within five years. I wanted to be nationally like recognized. I wanted to be known across the, c- the country as an artist and be able Hi. to like travel and do murals, you know, sure. Paid ridiculous amounts of money. Um,
1: and it's not real, like I'm not trying to like,
2: be rich and famous or anything like that. But I just want to be, I want my kids to like be comfy. Like they're comfy because I sacrifice so much and my wife sacrifices so much. We give our kids every comfort they could ever want. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like they've seen me kind of just be like a, a bum dad for a while. And I want them to see like what a person can actually do with what's their, with the talent that they're given. Um, so I want to, That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to show them that like your dreams can come true (laughs) as cheesy as
1: that sounds. Exactly what I, I have said, I said to myself and to my wife when I, when I I embarked in this venture myself is I want to, I want to show my kids that if you work hard and put in the effort that if you have a dream and you can attain it and I don't need much, Comfort is all I'm looking for. I'm not looking for fame and fortune here. I just want, I want to live uh, comfortably. I want my kids to grow up with whatever they need. And yeah, to- you don't want to have to be like, fuck, I have
2: negative $20 in my checking account. Shit. Right. Like, yeah. Shit.
1: Like I'm sick. I mean, that sucks, dude. That's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and I, I don't require a lot, you know, and kind of, kind of like uh, what you said, you know, you don't require a lot that, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't have a car payment and things like that, but, you know, like I I barely said, have a running vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two of, I, two I of the windows up. are duct tape
2: shut because the, the <laughs> regulators fucking failed on them and I just. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. I'll duct tape my windows. I, I do not care. I do yeah. not care.
1: I mean, just, just being able to get out there and put yourself out there as an artist is difficult. Making a living it is difficult, but it's attainable. And if you work hard with it, you can certainly do that. And um, I've never believed that as much as I do now
2: from after joining. TikTok yeah, and meeting it, with all of you guys. Yeah, I mean, all of you guys that are watching and everybody that's not watching like, Wow. Like, I, we, we fucking, like, rock for each other. It's crazy, and it's so great. Like, Absolutely. we all just rock for each other, man. Like, I support artists. Like, I've got uh, uh, Jeremy. Jeremy Campbell's Jeremy right there. There's Days up there. Uh, Dan Tipton is back there. We've got a, a Third Eye Abstract. We've got some Magnets and Mischief and little Nadine action back here. cut and burn cut and burn yeah your your books are up there in that folder so they don't get messed up like it's great man like it's so cool
1: it's so cool yeah yeah no i i i fully think that what you're wanting to do and wanting to attain is completely achievable and and you're you're on the right path to do that we just gotta get you uh get some more prints out there and you get to sell originals and I mean, that's the hard part. You know, pricing your art can be difficult. And getting it yeah. out there, you know. I, 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 hate,
2: <laughs> I hate pricing it. It's, so, it's, it's hard, man, because it's hard to be confident in the price.
1: Like, take,
2: yeah. or,
3: do you know how many like, uh, discussions me and Tyler have had <laughs> with the whole pricing? <laughs> yeah, Marco.
2: I did some artwork two years ago, some digital pieces for a, a horror movie. A short, a short film. It's The Telltale Heart. Um, One of my favorite poems, man. A friend that I kind of grew up with uh, in Ogden is an amazing producer, uh, director, writer. Like, the guy has a, his own hip hop group. Like, he's a badass motherfucker, right? He made this movie, and it's getting like national recognition, awards after awards after awards. Like, just. I'll send you guys the links. He's on, he's on uh, Instagram. Okay. Um, the I'm movie's amazing.
3: Poe stories, dude. It's tall tale heart.
2: It's yeah. So I did those, I did those pieces, man. And like, before I agreed to do them, I said, what's your budget for these? And his response was, you take care of us and we'll take care of you. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like that's leaving the door open. So I fucking slayed these pieces excuse me. Holy crap. I shouldn't have drank a beer while we were on. I apologize for that guys. Um, Ruth. and like I knew they were, they were worth a lot of money. Cause I mean, they're, I don't know if you guys have seen them. I do have a video of one of them. It's the, uh, well actually two of them. And there's a heart that I drew like a human heart that looks super realistic and it's a digital piece. And then there's one that has, um, like a, an eye that's getting like spread open like this. And there's a hand in the eye. Have you guys seen okay. those? Uh, I haven't, but I will definitely go look for them. And the yeah. it, and it's crying a demon. Like, the tear is a demon face. It's fucking cool, guys. Like, the hand in the eye is made out of the... the.
1: Um, I want to say yes now the that you're, you're, you're explaining it. Yeah. I want to say, like, I have seen that. I think you may have sent me the video when you posted it. Yeah, I might, I might have. Anyway, I sent him
2: the files. And then I sent him a cash app request for X amount of dollars. And as soon as I sent it, it was nothing but like second guessing myself, wondering if he was going to pay me. I knew he was good for it, but like I didn't know how he would receive that. Sure. That request for that, that amount of money. Um, he loved him. He loved everything about it. He was happy to pay me for it. Like there was no reason for me to even question myself whatsoever, but it didn't make it any easier. It still hasn't gotten easier. It's really hard,
1: to, you, really hard to do. Did you feel like, damn, I should have asked for more because they didn't even bat an eye.
2: No, I think I priced them fairly. I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't want to do something like that. You know, where I think
1: I can get, much, I, I know like out of somebody, but I'll, I'll get a, I'll get a figure in my head. And I, I don't do this so much anymore, but I used to, I'll get a figure in my head of what I want for a piece. And then somebody will ask how much that piece is and I'll cut it in half. And I don't yeah. know why i do that because I'll I do build, it all the time. And, and so I, you know, there was a piece that I was like, it's, it's, well, what, I think it's a fear.
2: I think it's a fear of them rejecting the deal. At right that point. You know. Like Yeah. They'll be like, no, <laughs> no, no, that's, I can't, I can't. No. Yeah, I'm always in my own head.
1: That's, what, I, head that's head. what That's
2: what. That's what is going on in my head. That's all I see. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. 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 So like, I, I had this piece and I, I wanted fourteen hundred. I was the figure I wanted it was fourteen hundred for this piece. Somebody asked me and I said seven hundred dollars and they didn't even bat an eye at it and I was like fuck. You know, it was a missed <laughs> opportunity and I, and I screwed yeah. myself over. But yeah. I'm happy that that piece went to a good home and that somebody loved it that much. And and I, I got a good amount of money out of that piece and, and I was really happy that it went to somebody who appreciated it. But I, I have to stop second guessing myself and I and I, yep. for the most part I have. Um but you know, selling your artwork is definitely a hard thing to do.
3: Yeah, and I know, think all know. of us have to kind of stop second guessing ourselves, and like I and it's not just with pricing, you know, it's like uh with different different things that you want to do, like oh like how um Sean was saying earlier, you know, like I, I didn't know should I make these prints and then TNT uh, kind of push them into doing it? Like almost second guessing yourself of where to move your, your artistic business um, and, and what to produce, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, I think as an artist, most of us creatives, um, we are always in our heads and that's almost why we create, you know, it gives, it might, at least with me, like it gives me like a, a break from all of that negativity and um, just all that crazy crap, all that crazy shit that goes into my head. It gives me a break. Uh, forever. However yeah. long we're creating.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's just uh, a really vulnerable. It's a vulnerable moment. It's definitely you know, a vulnerable I'm, moment, dude. It, sure. Super uncomfortable. Especially it, 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 when you're dealing with. And I think you know what it. I think you know what it stems from is. Um, when we're kids, we're we give our art away to our friends and family, and then they expect that for the rest of your life. So yeah. you don't have a, you don't have that confidence in yourself that you can actually make money at it because you've been giving it away your whole life. And that's all that you ever do because nobody ever wants to pay for it.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that and it and, you know, when, when I went to college for art, I had so many people going, Oh, you're going for basket weaving.
3: <laughs> I remember you saying that,
1: yeah. you know, because it's not taken seriously. That's what, that's what like friends and family were saying to you. Well, friend, like extended family, not necessarily my, my, my core family, but you know, it, it's it's not taken seriously. And, it's not. And a... it, it, so, but you know, it is what it is. And I'm out to prove myself to myself more than anybody else, but that, hey, I can do this and I don't care what anybody else says. Oh,
3: uh, yeah, man. Yeah. The whole reason why I'm a CNA right now is because uh, my mom was like always pushing me to do something in the medical field. It's like, they're always, they always need people in the medical field. Do something there. And then, and then you can do art later. Like
1: that's do your hobby. safe And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like,
3: but, but like, I really love doing this. And, um, it wasn't until recently. Cause I work with my mom man she works in the same hospital that I work with. Oh, snap. Like, Go do your CNA and then, and then you'll, you'll have a for sure job. And I was like, all right, fine. And I did it move when I moved up to here in Alaska, you know, I got my CNA, uh, cert started working. And it wasn't until like, uh, I want to say honestly, a couple years ago where I flat out told, like I told her and everybody else around me that kept telling me that I'm crazy that no, I'm not going back to school to be a nurse. I'm not doing it. And they're like, why not? And I go, if I go back to school, it's going to be for art. And I don't care what you guys say anymore. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm not even going back to school for art. <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm fucking doing it right now.
2: I don't have it. Please no. don't. But, Please <laughs> you don't.
1: You're, you're fine. <laughs> You're doing great there, bud. You don't yeah, need that. No, I, I, <laughs> I draw so much inspiration. Like, Marco definitely inspires me. You inspire me, Sean. And oh, just you guys the people, do, man. The people around me that I, I've gotten to know on a personal level, and it's just like, wow, this is absolutely insane. Like, I don't have a lot of friends that I talk to outside of my my online friends and my Me online friends I live in it. I'm, I'm, I'm hours away from all of my friends and family, like in yeah. life people. So, yeah, no. And it's great. Know. We have each other. Like I, I spend all day hanging out on the discord chat, chatting with people because like I'm home all day with my son. We're in the middle of a pandemic. It's not really looking any better. He's not right. wearing a mask. So I'm just like, okay, I have people that I can connect with. And I don't have to, like, leave my house. That's right, it's Robin. Beautiful. Art family, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a couple more questions. Uh, I have a couple fan questions. Um, uh, what is advice that you would give to your younger self about art?
2: Uh, don't be a dumbass and focus on... I love that. Focus on creating your shit. Don't worry about college. Don't worry about girls. Don't worry about partying. Focus on your shit. Develop your brand, develop your style, develop your whatever, and and know that you have the ability to, to get it out there and and people will want it. I don't really know how else to articulate that. Like, no, if no, I, I, had, I I, have never had the confidence in myself to like really take it seriously. Like I have, I have great support. I have friends who fucking have always pushed me in art and have always been a really like champions for me. Um, and have gotten me opportunities and stuff like that. And I, I've, I've had people just throw stuff at me and I've just been like, I don't, I don't want to commit to that like i don't want to do you know i don't want to because yeah. i was just a i was just fucking stupid so yeah i would just tell myself don't be stupid bro like i Dude, that's, And. Oh. The, no like that's and then the depression wouldn't have happened because i just lived on so much regret for so long like i wish i could go back and be like don't be no fine, i only no, say bro.
3: that man because like it's, it's, that's how I feel. That's almost, almost exactly the way you started was almost exactly how I started when Tyler asked for the same question. Same mm-hmm. exact thing, man. I, I tell him not oh. to be stupid. Like, stop being a dumbass. Like, exactly.
2: Yeah, dude. Is. Grow yeah. up, man. Like, right. it's like you're 18 now. Like, you better <laughs> fucking figure it out, bro. And I've, yeah, I've always just worked stupid jobs because that's what I was taught to do. Just, be, right. just do a regular job,
1: man. And yeah you there's over. a lot of societal pressure to 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 go into different fields or you'll never uh, make anything of yourself if you don't do this like when i was in college or when i was in high school i had instructors going you know because i didn't want to go to college it really wasn't my goal and i, I, I didn't either i went until i was 25 before i actually went to college but i had instructors going we're well, never going to be able to to get a job, if you don't go to college, and I was like, "Motherfucker, I have two parents that didn't finish high school that own their own businesses and are very successful at what they do." So yeah, don't tell me that I have to doing great. Like, yeah, I don't have to do that. Now, I love the fact that I went to college. I did learn a lot, and it was very good for me. And I probably wouldn't be where I am today without that education I got just because I grew up a lot and I had to, I had to learn responsibility because I'm paying to go to fucking school now. You know, I'm not going for free. I have to pay for this right. shit. So I took it a lot more serious and, and I, I, I did enjoy it. But once I got to the university level, cause I went to community college first, it was a whole different experience. And I didn't appreciate as much of what was going on there because they don't care. They don't care if you fail. Right. They don't care how much you're paying, no. and and I that's that's when I got a little jaded with the whole education system.
3: Yeah, so, no, I feel you, man. I always thought it should have been the opposite. Like uh, I've gone through different schools where in high school, elementary, grade school, middle school, whatever, you had those teachers that actually gave a shit, and you can tell like they they really want you to fucking do better, and they have one on one with you and stuff like that, and they're getting paid shit, right? Like. And then you go to college, where these guys are getting paid. I don't know if they're getting paid good, but they're getting paid what I feel is oh, like you know, professor, professor grade, right? And it it's coming from your, your stuff, the school, whatever. You're paying a lot of shit for this fucking school, and they don't give a shit. Like, dude, how is that? How is that? Opposite. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm not saying that the high school teachers of them just shouldn't give a shit, and professors should. I mean, I, I, I feel think like it's, all educators it's, uh, should.
2: But... I think. It's- more that you're you're an adult at that point, and so wow. you're expected to just nut up or shut up, like yeah, much like they're not there for BS. They're not gonna hold your hand through it because they have too many students to fuck with. So yeah, yeah that's probably why, dude.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's that's it's just it's what came to mind just now. No, it it Yeah, it, it definitely there, there's a a disconnect that the professors have with their students and you know, you don't have that personalized or personal aspect to it. Um, but you already answered my, my last question. What would you, what advice would you give for younger artists when you said uh, yeah, go and get nice. a, a business degree and then do your art? Cause that was a really good, beautiful, beautiful and, uh,
0: answer.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I have one question. This is from waterless commission. Okay. And she says, "What does <laughs> what does the color purple sound like to you?" Uh,
2: probably a Prince song. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Rain? I yeah, dude. Like yeah, totally. Prince, Prince. Purple rain. Purple Rain, dude. Not not necessarily Purple Rain, but like right, right, right. that movie I was it. so good. I, I that movie I probably watched that ninety times growing up. Like I <laughs> loved Prince. I loved Prince and Michael Jackson. Like they were my dudes, man. Like I wanted to be them so bad. I wanted to dance like yeah, Michael. Jackson. I had a.
1: Like, um, when I was a kid, my MJ was big. When I was when I was younger, so I, yeah. I know all about that. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this up today?
0: Like, um, we're in an
1: hour and a half now. We we we've, we've had a nice so year. so so for
2: anybody who wants uh, these, I've got this one, and then um, the skeletons with the, they are like the colorful skulls with the snake and the spider coming out. Um, I've got I've got. A few left, so if you want one, just text me on Instagram or or TikTok. Um, and what's your? Uh, let what's me know which your one account?
1: you want. What's uh, your Sean okay. At on Donahue Art.
2: Sean Donahue Art uh, across all platforms. Some of them have like hyphen or not hyphens, but underscores. But if you just type in my name, you'll, you'll see it. I have this. Try to use the same profile picture across everything too. Perfect. um But yeah, they're forty bucks shipped. Uh, or you can get both for 60. Um, but I only have a couple of these guys left. I've got like, I've got like, uh, seven of these skulls, but only like two or three of of this one. So if you want one, hit me up and we'll exchange information and go from there. And then I'm going to hit 2022, hit the ground running and just try to make it like an amazing year. I want to do that stuff. So
1: I can't Um, wait to see what you do and man. revisit this in a year and see how things have gone for you. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to, to see where your art career is headed with this new direction you're going. And uh, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and talking with us today. I can't yeah, wait. Thank to, you for so, having me, you guys. Like I'm yeah. honored. I'm honored. I, I like, seriously, when I, when I found out
2: I was just blown away. I, it's so cool. So I really oh, man. Appreciate well, it.
1: I, I I'm so glad that we got to, to do this and hang out and talk art and uh, you know because it honestly it's just like three bros hanging out talking art and bullshit yeah. and it's fun so
2: like I said fun. I really do
1: appreciate it and uh, I'm going to leave you with the paint the fucking world and y'all stay rebellious man All right, well thank you everybody for uh, tuning in and watching and uh, we'll see you probably after the first year since we got the holiday coming up so paint the fucking world Love y'all. Take me home. Salty air hits my face. I know where I belong. Take me home. Love and love to share, but the hope is never gone. Take me home. Tempty house in these rules will never be the same. Take me home. Y'all come and go, but the state of mind remains.